Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Monday after a very, very exciting weekend for Liverpool Football Club. News broke Friday evening that Mohamed Salah had agreed to a new contract with the Reds. A contract worth somewhere between £350,000 and £400,000 a week has been agreed and signed, and Salah will be a Red until 2025 at the very least. Now, I don't want to say I told you so, but I did tell you so. I was always confident that this deal would get done. Once we got the wage bill reduced, now I thought it'd be largely Milner's money going off the books, but Divock, Tacky, that money freed up the money for Mo Salah. Obviously, Sadio going as well, but Sadio's money basically freed up the cash for Darwin, freed up the cash for Ramsey, freed up the cash for Carvalho. The others going is what's opened up this money to allow them to not up the wage bill and retain Mo Salah. But an extra 150 grand a week to Salah. In fact, Divock and Loris Karius cover that. So this is really smart. We haven't blown our wage structure. We have raised our wage ceiling. We have made it very clear that we are now comfortable paying top money for top players as long as they earn it at our football club. So we won't ever give this contract to someone coming in from a different club. This is your second or third contract at Liverpool, likely your third contract at Liverpool. We keep our structure the way it is. We raise the wage ceiling. We make ourselves a destination club. Because for so long, 
we have been in a situation where we had great players, but you always knew a day would come when they would look to leave. You know, in Gerard's came that in Gerard's case, that day came in 2005. He ended up staying the rest of his the rest of his real career. Obviously, he went off to MLS, but nobody cares. He kept he stayed at Liverpool for the majority of his career. And he earned less money than he should have over his career. But with Stevie, it was different. He was local. He was the club captain. It meant something extra to him. I think it will mean something extra to Trent as well. But I still think Trent will want his money. And now that money is going to be there for him. If Bellingham arrives, we can structure his contracts 150 grand a week this summer. 2025, when he's three years in, 200 grand a week. 2028, 250. At which point Jude is 25 years of age. 2030, 2031, then maybe he gets 300 grand a week when he's, you know, 28 years of age. And that'll be the max that he'll go to. Maybe when he's 31, he signs an extension of that deal. But we can now structure it. So, yeah, you will get to 300 grand a week as long as you earn it at this club. If you look at how we've bought players over the last few years and the wages they've joined the club on, Milner came in as the highest earning player. He's the only one. Thiago came in as one of the highest earners, but he wasn't earning more than Salah, more than Virgil, more than Sadio. And Thiago's a very special case because he was an established world-class player. When we sign players, they're generally in that sort of middle tier of wages. Now, Darwin's on 140 grand a week. That's probably the upper region of that middle tier. We sign a lot of them on the lower tier, so like, Carvalho and Ramsey and those younger players, Harvey Elliott, we signed him. They'll be on that lower tier of wage. That middle tier probably starts at about 70 grand and moves to about 140. And then the top tier had previously been up to 200, 210, which is where, you know, the bigger name players were. That got expanded a little bit with the Virgil deal up to 250. But now we create this new tier with Salah. And we can look at Darwin and point to Mo and say, look, Darwin, if you perform, your next contract will be 200 grand a week, 220 maybe. It's a 4 million a year raise. And if you keep performing, then you can get Salah money. Say the same to Trent, who's on about the same kind of money, maybe 160, maybe a little bit higher than Darwin. Your next contract is in that Virgil park. After that, that Salah money is there. That type of money is there for you. So it's very, very important for us. Obviously, to retain the player is the most important thing. But in terms of how we operate, to continue with the wage structure we have, the policies we have, our ability to retain players, this all factors in. It's all so important. Keeping Mo was just huge. Obviously, the best player in the country last season. Swept the board in terms of, you know, football writers, player of the year, players, player of the year, golden boot, top assister. And he's going to have an even better season next year, in my opinion.
because he gets a full preseason. Then he gets a break mid-season and another little mini preseason. I think we could see Mo have a historic season coming up. It gives us lots of flexibility in terms of how we attack when we play 4-4-2. Could Mo play with Darwin in a two? Absolutely. Can play right in a 4-3-3 as he has done since joining. Can play right in a 4-2-3-1 as he did a lot last season in terms of how we set up and how we built with our with our possession play. So keeping Mo was just vital. I mean, if you lose world-class players in their prime, as we have done with Alonso, with Mascherano, with Suarez, it, it does have a, a massively negative effect on your team. I know we've lost Sadio this summer, but Sadio for me had gone over the hill and was uh, was on the decline. I know he had a good second half of the season, but I still don't think he was anywhere close to the player he'd been two years before. We have we have Darwin and we have Diaz in. I think he's replaced. So keeping Mo was the vital part in attack this year. We've done that. We've added Darwin. We've added Carvalho. That deal got announced then on Saturday. Very excited by this as well. Can play left side of the three. Could play left wing in 4-2-3-1. Could play as a 10 in 4-2-3-1. Could play a narrow right side in a 4-4-2, tucked in as a playmaker, who could drift wide and offer quality in that area. I don't think he'll play right side of a 4-3-3, right side of the midfield in a 4-3-3 anytime soon, but it's certainly something that could be looked at down the line. Super attacking, super creative, super inventive, but his biggest ability is his ability to find the back of the net. And I spent <clears throat> quite a bit of the weekend in a Fabio Carvalho deep dive on Scout, And it reaffirmed my belief that he is somehow the son of Philippe Coutinho. I know he's only 10 years younger than him. But there is a lot of Coutinho in this kid. His movement... The way he carries the ball, that little burst of pace he has, the intelligence he has. I'm really excited by him. And I do wonder if Klopp might just roll the dice with him behind Darwin in 4-2-3-1. And say, go out and, go out and show us what you can do. Go out and prove you can do it at this level. Carvalho has spoken about wanting to be the best player in the world. He said he's joined Liverpool to become the best player in the world. He said it was a very easy move for him to make. He spoke with Nico. He spoke with Harry Wilson. He spoke with Harvey Elliott. And he said they all spoke glowingly about the club. Spoke with the manager. Said it seemed very natural having conversations with the manager. I think Jürgen has that effect on everybody. So getting him for 5 million, potentially going up to 7.7, I mean, 7.7 million is a very similar fee to what we paid for Coutinho a decade ago. And if he can have the same kind of impact, uh, you know, this time we'll get to keep him. This time he won't have the head-turning thing of Barcelona or Real Madrid. You know, this kid could be here for a long, long time. He could be a star at this club for a long, long time. You don't want to put too much pressure on him. You don't want to rely on them for this this coming season or anything like that. When you start relying on kids, you start running into trouble. But 
I mean, he's coming in on a real high after what he did last season with Fulham. 10 goals in 36 games in the championship is a really impressive return. He had a really good understanding with Mitrovic up front. Really good partnership there. Could he develop something similar with Darwin? I think he could. I'm really excited by this. I, I love the three signings we've made. I do. I think Darwin just gives us a whole new dimension. I think this kid gives us what we've been missing since Phil left. And I, I think Calvin Ramsey is definitely one to keep a close eye on. Now, obviously, he's coming in primarily as the back of right back. That alone is good because it's something we've lacked. Stylistically, there's a lot of similarities between him and Trent. But, I mean, he could develop into a midfield player. He's played in midfield before. So he could develop into a right-sided midfielder in a four. You know, plays a narrow right side and him and Trent mix and match and swap positions through the game. I've, I've said a few times, I'd love us to get Reese. If we could get one player at a Chelsea, I'd want Reese James. You put Reese James on the right of a midfield four, narrow, tucked in, next to Fab with Thiago, Diaz in a high and wide left-sided role, Mo and Darwin as the front two, Trent, Ibu, Virgil and Robbo, and you have Trent and, and Reese James able to play both positions, right back, right midfield, and swap throughout. You can send Trent into that midfield role and push James high and wide on the right in possession. Both of them have world-class delivery. I'm not saying Calvin Ramsey becomes Reese James, but when I speak to people that have watched a lot of him at Aberdeen, that's the player they mention is Reese James. So who knows in three years, maybe, maybe that can be an option for us. You know, and maybe at that point we're playing with a, we will be playing with a different double pivot in midfield, potentially a more dynamic one. Jude Bellingham, maybe, Quadio Kone, maybe, somebody like that. Those two in the centre, maybe Ramsey's the right midfielder. Diaz, Darwin, Mo, Virgil will still be there. Ibu will be 25. Probably be a different left back in three years, I guess. Rob will be 31. We might have moved Robbo into a squad role at that point, a vital squad role, leadership role, but I think a squad role maybe in three years. Maybe Aaron Hickey is the left back at that point. Um, very, very exciting. Very, very exciting time for the Reds. I still believe we need that midfielder. That's not changing. We still need that midfielder. But you have to be excited about these three signings. You really do. I know we've lost quite a few this summer, but, you know, we're, we've done a good job at, at bringing players in. We really have. Carry us, I mean, we don't lose anything. Dixon Bonner, we don't lose anything. Longstaff, Ojo, Woodburn, we don't lose anything with them. Divock had a decent season, but it's kind of been overlooked how little he actually played in the Premier League. Only seven appearances. He got six goals in 18 appearances across all competitions. It's not like he played regularly last season. We played 63 games or whatever it was. So there's 45 games where Divock didn't play. So it's not like it's a massive, massive loss that he's gone now. And like it's not like he played 
18 full games. It's not like he had 18 starts in there. Across the course of the season, Divock played 598 minutes. He played 185 total minutes in the Premier League. No, I'm sorry. He played 185 minutes in the Champions League. He played 126 minutes in the Premier League. He played as many minutes, nearly as many minutes in the two Cups as he did in the League and Champions League. And I don't think we'll take the Cups as seriously this season. Tacky is gone. Tacky played about 1,100 minutes last season across all competitions. He made, again, less appearances than people might think. 24 in all competitions, only 11 in the league. Scored 10 goals. The goals are what's hard to replace here. The minutes aren't. Carvalho can replace the minutes of both Tacky and Divock. We know that Darwin is coming in to replace Sadio in that number nine position. So Carvalho can replace the minutes of both of those. We'll get more minutes out of Harry, uh, Harvey Elliott this year. You'd hope for more minutes out of Curtis. Obviously had the eye injury and another injury that caused him time last season. Um, you'd hope Thiago can play a little bit more. The assumption would be Henderson will play less, both through the fact that he really shouldn't be in the team and Jordan Henderson not getting hurt two seasons in a row. It's probably pushing your luck. Um, so while we have lost players, I do think we've replaced them. I think Carvalho replaces both Divock and Taki, and Darwin replaces Sadio. Are they upgrades? Maybe not in the straight. Maybe not in the straight straight away. Maybe not in the here and now, but in twelve months, yeah. I think so. I think Darwin will be an upgrade on what Sadio is right now. We haven't sold 2020 Sadio Mane. We've sold 2022 Sadio Mane, a different beast. That's the Mane we're looking to replace. And we've also obviously added Diaz, who I'm so excited to see this, this season. I really am. I can't wait to see him with a preseason under his belt, properly settled in integrated more into the system. I'm really excited to see Luis Diaz this season. And that front three, regardless of what the shape is, whether it's two of them up front, one on the wing, one up front, the other two wide on wings, or as the the front three of Salah, Darwin and Diaz, that's really, really exciting. Really exciting. And, you know, if, if if we're putting out a cup 11... Of Kelleher, Ramsey, Matip, Gomez, Costas, Harvey, Henderson, Naby, Jota, Bobby, and Carvalho. That's a really strong cup 11. That's a really strong 11. And then, as I said, like our our starting 11 is one midfielder short. That's it. One midfielder is all we need. And this squad is pretty close to perfect. Because I didn't even mention Curtis Jones in that cup 11. He's a good player. I didn't mention James Milner.
They've got good backup goalkeepers. We've got Gerald Kwanzaa, who looks like a promising prospect. We've got Fraundorf. We've got Kate Gordon. We've got Bobby Clark. We've got Ben Doak coming in. There's a lot of exciting young players there. Musilowski, if he sticks around, he may go on loan. One midfielder, and this squad is pretty close to perfect. And the only thing you need to do moving forward is maintenance. So, you know, continue to add good players. Replace the ones who age out. So replace Milner, replace Henderson, replace Thiago in a couple of years. The only ones that you could see potentially looking for moves in a year maybe would be Joe and Costas, who might want to go elsewhere and start. But I think Matip will be happy enough if he's the third centre-back because he'll still play a fair bit. Ramsey's a young player he'll develop. Naby, I think, is very happy in the groove that he's in. I think him and Thiago, you know, rotating in that controller role is absolutely fine. Harvey's a young player. Jota will get a lot of minutes across the front line. Bobby's the other one that could age out and need replace, replacing. And Carvalho's a young player. And then all those other kids. So you get that midfielder this summer. And it's fairly easy to draft a course for Liverpool over the next three years where they're not having to spend big. It's more about maintaining the squad. So Bobby goes next summer, you replace him. Milner goes, you replace him. You don't have to replace him with starters. You can go and get high-end young players to come in and replace those minutes because others around them get more experience, develop more, and go into that sort of middle group, that 21 to 26 age group. Some in that group age into that more experienced 27 and above kind of group. But that could be it next summer. Replace Milner, replace Bobby. If they want to go Gomez and Costas, but they'll bring in big money that enables you to replace them fairly, fairly easily. Following summer, maybe you have to replace Thiago. That will be pricey, but, you know, the money will be there. Following summer, Henderson's contract's up. Now, ideally, you'd want to have upgraded on him as the backup six before that or maybe you've bought your starting six and Fab becomes the backup and Henderson's like the seventh or eighth midfielder in what's now the Milner role but Jota's young Darwin and Diaz are young Carvalho's young Mo I think has five six years of, of really good football ahead of him same thing with Virgil Ibu is so young Trent is young 2025 maybe you have to replace Robbo as a starter that's three years from now. You know, it would just, it makes so much sense. Just get that midfielder done now and don't worry about it. Don't worry about anything else. Everything else becomes really straightforward. You know who you're losing next summer. Milner, easy replacement, easy. You know who you're replacing. Uh, you know Bobby could leave. If you sign Bobby to an extension, then you don't have to worry about it. I think we'd all be happy enough for Bobby to stay in a squad role, you know? So if you only have to replace Milner next summer, that's an easy summer. 
you'll know about Curtis and Costas if they want out. And it's going to be fairly easy to replace them because you'll get 40 million for Joe, 25, 30 for Costas. It's easy enough to find those players when you've got that kind of money behind you, when you can plan ahead as well. So, yeah, great weekend, getting Mo done, getting Carvalho confirmed. Um, and we really are set up well for the future. And like Klopp is here for the four years. So I don't imagine we get to 2025 and all of a sudden Mo's out and Virgil's out. And I think they'll all want to stay beyond the manager. And that's just good news for us. Jumping quickly around the main Liverpool sites. Um, this is Anfield. Have a lot of Fabio Carvalho content. So do check all of that out. Liverpool.com, of course, wanting everything to be about Liverpool versus City. Liverpool have just ensured a double Man City advantage thanks to Pep Guardiola decision. And it's just going to be some nonsense. So not even going to bother with that. Five things to watch as Liverpool preseason begins, including Darwin Nunes and Luis Diaz changes. Liverpool want 25 million for Wonder Kid as Gavi makes Barcelona contract decision. Uh, let's have a gander and see what this is in the Media Digest. Most likely to be nonsense, but could be something decent. Uh, personal terms agrees. This is Nico Williams apparently agreeing personal terms with Forrest, but it is according to Football Insider, who's an idiot. Uh, Liverpool are chasing 17-year-old Fenerbahce playmaker Arda Guler, according to reports in Turkey, with Arsenal also in the race to sign the 25 million rated wonder kid. Uh, three goals and three assists last season for the first team in a campaign where he only started two games. That is pretty good. The Turkish league is no joke. Um, I, I'll be honest, I didn't watch a single Fenerbahce game last season. So I have no idea how good this kid is. But I suppose I might as well take myself down a rabbit hole at some point. Uh, he actually got four assists in all competitions in 16 games, or 16 appearances, I should say. Uh, what were the minutes totals on this? Um, so he's a left-footed diminutive playmaker type. We already have Harvey, who's the same age. Uh, now, to be fair, three goals and three assists in 284 minutes is fairly spectacular. In the under-19s, he played 30 appearances, just, over, just under 2,500 minutes, and he had 14 goals and, th and 13 assists. He played twice in the Europa Conference League uh, and got two assists in 48 minutes. This kid might be the best player ever. <laughs> this kid might be really special. Um, I, haven't, I haven't seen enough, to be honest, so I'm not going to comment. But look, anytime we can be linked to great young players, I'm on board. Um, I might hit up the lads at Scouted Football later and see what they're what they're saying about him, but those numbers are, are really impressive uh, for last season. Uh, Gavi has made a decision, and that is to stay at Barcelona and extend his contract. Um, it was always the most likely outcome, to be fair. 
it was always a long shot that he would leave. And I think if we'd really, really wanted him, I think we probably would have made a move for him. But we didn't. And that in itself is quite telling, uh, that we didn't make a move for him, that we didn't show the the real interest that we were credited with. So, you know, what, what can you do from there? Um, another media digest. Liverpool scheduled private talks for 20 million transfer as Naby Keita rejects contract offer. Um, Liverpool meet Asensio demands, yada, yada, private chat. Okay, this is about Juventus wanting Bobby, which is a story that's doing the rounds. I don't know how much truth there is to it, but it's certainly out there that Juventus want Bobby. Um, Some crap Italian publication is saying that Naby Keita had rejected a contract offer, um, but it's just not true because there hasn't been a contract offer made yet. So uh, I would say that is nonsense. There is a new piece up on anfieldindex.com written by the machine Stephen Smith entitled New Kids on the Block. So check that one out. Uh, He's also got the Julian Ward piece, a piece about Raheem Sterling. Stephen is a... Like he's the machine. He just writes an incredible amount of good stuff. Uh, lots of new podcasts over the weekend. The Downey fella was busy. Uh, he did a Pro Plus with himself and Dave Davis, the second edition of that that they're going to run for the summer. Uh, just wrapping through some of the, the news around the, the, the Premier League and around Europe itself. Uh, there is a news round, which we did on Discord which started off with Guy and Gags, and then I was on, and a few other people came on after me, uh, talking about Mo staying at the club, which obviously is massive. There was an AI podcast, episode 329, Mo Years of of Salah, Trev, Cam, Carl, and Lisa Marie. We did Raw Retro over the weekend, myself, Trev, and Harry having a look at the 2001 UEFA Cup final. So that was fun to do. We're going to do another one, um, I think with Carl. I think Carl's on the next one. And what we're going to do is we're going to pick a couple of of options and let you vote on which one we do. So that should be fun. And um, myself and Carl recorded Scouted this morning. I think it's coming out tomorrow where we talked a little bit about Mo, and then we went through what the other Premier League clubs have done so far and got Carl's views on a lot of them because he hasn't had a chance to uh, to react to those yet. And I'm sure there will be more stuff coming. There'll be an old school at some point this week, um, as soon as myself and Gags can get time together. We will do that. And uh, that's it. That is me for today, folks. So I will talk to you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, 
we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds, and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.